Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome in, Jamsters, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We are nearing the season, and in doing so, more news is starting to spring up here and there. Kevin Durant, heard of him? I don't know. If you haven't, where have you been all summer? Enjoying it? (laughs) Not me. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant on this episode. We're going to talk about the 93 throwback uniforms that are going to be out there this season. You can see if you're watching, I'm rocking some of my 93 gear for a reason. And of course, we're going to continue with our divisional previews, this time spotlighting the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. So as I bring in Matthew, you can see he is also decked out in his 92-93 Phoenix Suns gear Looking right absolutely sp- spectacular, Matthew. Right across, dude. I actually throwing my, it uh, back. Let him breathe, breathe a little bit today. You know. Yeah, yeah. Looking Not covered good. up today by any Suns, Suns logos. How how you doing on this Wednesday evening? I'm doing good. A lot of news. A lot of news that has within the last 24 hours has gone down. This is a lot. So yeah. And plus, we got a review of the division, right? Our preview one. Yeah, I think it's great because typically we've been doing our podcasts on Sunday night. And did you listen to the new Bill Simmons podcast? Of course I did. (laughs) It's like, you know, he was gone for five weeks. Yeah. It's good to have him back. Did you miss him? Yeah. Yeah, I missed him. And, um, of course, he had the Kevin Durant stuff, but also because of football. I love his uh, little uh, guest lines coming up. Mm -hmm. So Cousin Sal will be joining. It's funny because... Maybe it's just that sect of Suns Twitter. Whenever you bring up Bill Simmons, there's like a hatred. We're probably two of the only <laughs> pro Simmons people. And it's not necessarily because I like Simmons. I just, I like his content. You know, I don't always agree with it, but you know, why would I want to listen to something I constantly agree with? I like to, be, I, I like to disagree. I like to yell at the radio while I'm in traffic. Like, what are you fucking stupid? You know, so him being gone for five weeks. Yeah, I, I kind of missed it a little bit, but the reason I brought it up is on his podcast that came out today. He was talking about like the Monday news cycle, right? How the majority of news kind of starts early Monday morning and then people talk about it all week. And I go, you know what? Matthew and I have been doing this all wrong all summer because we go live on Sunday night. Like, and then the next morning <laughs> shit would happen. I'm like, all right, we'll yes. talk about that in a week. Yeah. We got to start previewing the, uh, the morning show. We'll be doing this September every morning, seven o'clock till eight. Yeah, just to just so we're ahead of the <laughs> news cycle. So we, it's like just so we can have something to say right away. It's our first take, if you will. But obviously, it's Wednesday. This is something jamsters that you'll have to get used to for the next, you know, for the remaining uh, podcast that'll be in August, which is next Wednesday, the last day in August. Then all of September as well. Uh, we'll be coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter on Wednesday evenings at eight p.m dropping the podcast shortly after we record. Uh, So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in if you can at that time. Uh, Because you know what? There's just a a little bit more conversation to have when you choose to do it on Wednesday versus a Sunday night. So uh, before I get into everything, reminder, uh, you can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can follow Matthew 
at Matthew Lissy. And make sure you follow at Suns Jam on Twitter. Like, if you listen to this podcast and you don't follow us on Twitter, you're missing so much. Like, you truly are. It doesn't take that much effort. You log into Twitter and you just you just go to at Suns Jam. It's only six, seven letters. You just press follow. And then you get all that great content, the bracket of 64 with match with which Matthew has been working so hard on this summer. Great content there. So do yourself a favor. And also have a mango white claw because it's all that's left in the fridge. Am I right? Do you have a mango white claw? <laughs> you, you and I guess Bam Margera are big white claw fans. So that I never knew. <laughs> no. Well, I'm gonna crack it, okay? Then I'm gonna drink a water the rest of the pot. <laughs> And uh, cheers. Let's talk about Kevin Durant. The Kevin Durant sweepstakes is officially over. And uh, as it was released yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant have decided, you know what, we're going to we're going to push through this tumultuous and rocky relationship and we're going to find a a way to make it work. And I think it's interesting because on our last podcast, I was talking about the roster. I'm like, why would you want to leave this roster? This is stacked roster. And now it's official. Uh, He. Katie is staying, staying in Brooklyn. Matthew, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. You know, I it might he might be. Did we hear from Kevin Durant yet? Is this really official? How official I do mean, you want it to be? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's official. I just I don't think we really heard from the man himself uh, that it. But you know, I guess Gambo did say this morning the Suns never offered anything. Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying, which is like. You know, this is all crazy, but after it went down where Kevin Durant supposedly is going back to Brooklyn, I'm just kind of like relieved, right? It's it's over. It's over for now. Uh, we can get focused on our roster, maybe grabbing some other dudes, you know, from free agency, uh, maybe trading for another backup point guard, something like that. So we can focus on that. That uh, That's something that us we have a lot to look forward to still with this team. It's still really well built, and it mean that much more when we win it all with this team because we built them besides Chris, beside Chris Paul, like he's, but now he's a son for sure. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think the sun still needs someone like Kevin Durant to get through the West, but we'll see how these guys, you know, how they produce this season, how they grow. Uh, I just, it's interesting. Cause I, I just thought I would feel a little bit more hurt that he's not coming, but I just didn't care that much. Is that weird? Cause like, did you care? I mean, I kind of was just like waiting for this whole thing to be over and now it's over. I feel pretty good. I feel fine. Well, like like I said on a previous podcast, I I wouldn't say that I necessarily cared. I just was annoyed because it hijacked the summer. Now, granted, like we thanked Kevin Durant multiple times on this podcast for this whole situation because it gave us summer content, right? Because there really isn't much to talk about in the third week of July after the trade deadline, after free agency, after the draft, after everything's kind of said and done, there really isn't much to talk about. So from a content creator standpoint, it was gold, but it also was annoying to me. Uh, what, one thing that I, I'd i like, and I, I hope that the listeners can appreciate this as well, is this is a podcast that you come to and 
you know, it's not an echo chamber. It's not you and I just both agreeing that Kevin Durant is coming and what it's, how great it's going to be. Like you were very pro Durant coming here uh, and believed it was going to occur. Whereas I was very pessimistic and perhaps that's the Arizona Cardinals slash Phoenix Suns fan in me. I'm naturally pessimistic. And while I won't do a victory dance that my side won, I just, I, I hope that again, the listeners can appreciate that they got both sides of kind of the feelings. If you will, I had my multiple reasons. I wrote articles on bright side about the reasons why Kevin Durant shouldn't come here, why it's not better for the team overall. And at the end of the day, I, I will say, you know, if we're talking about feelings, if we're talking about emotions where you're saying you don't feel hurt, you just kind of feel blah and you really didn't care. Uh, I feel relieved and I feel kind of happy because I really believe in this team. This is a team that won 64 games last year. They're going into this season with more experience under their belt. They're all growing into their primes. And you also have the DeAndre Ayton situation kind of taken care of. So it's kind of a win for the Suns. Thoughts on that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's a win for the Suns at all. I just I feel like were the Suns even really that involved? I mean, I know Flex was saying that they were, and I do trust them for sure, but it's just weird to hear that they weren't, they didn't even offer anything. So I kind of think they just kind of thought because of what was happening, like Tony D, uh, let me bring this up, sorry. Tony mm-hmm. D300G says, you call the coach and GM to be fired and they okay with you still playing. That's the thing is like those things that were leaked. I don't know if I believe them necessarily to actually hurt feelings. I think they're just things that are thrown out there. I mean, mm-hmm. the, when you're in position of power, like, like uh, Sean Marks and their GM, uh, whatever his name is, I f- forget his name, Sean but Marks. the power that they're in. Oh yeah. Yeah. But well, who's the other guy? Josiah. Josiah. Okay. Those two, when you're in power, I mean, do those things really hurt your feelings? Not you know, when you're making that much someone's... money, man. Exactly. Yeah, but also you've been through worse already in yeah. your life than Kevin Durant saying I want these guys fired. So I think they can get along and play. They're they're adults for sure. There's still a lot of babies in this league. They're not young. Katie's been in the league for forever, so they'll be okay. I just think that the Suns, they missed out, but I don't think it's really over. I think there's always going to be some interest between Kevin Durant and the Suns. I just like how – I don't think this whole chemistry thing is going to be ma- – mis- like you think Aiden might be upset a little bit for what happened and all that. And all these names, Mikhail Bridges and maybe Cameron Johnson floated around as trade pieces that would mess up the chemistry. And you'd be like, Oh, son's losses because of the KD name floating out there that he wanted to come here and everyone was gone, especially maybe Jay Crowder. I just don't think that's the case. I think that the J- James Jones played this very well. Mm-hmm. I think him again, and, again, and nothing was ever leaked. Nothing was ever said by anybody. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. So I think this team, is where they were before, coming off a shitty end to a really good season. Yeah. And now they can just get back in the gym and work together. So I'll ask you this question. Do you think this whole Katie sweepstakes was a help or a hindrance to the Suns this offseason? Because, again, from the outside looking in, it appears that the Phoenix Suns really passed up on some opportunities to improve this roster because they didn't want to lose the assets that would be necessary to execute a Kevin Durant trade. Yeah, and you're talking about like a Jeremy Grant or these other power forwards. Because I, I know the first thing that was said after the Kevin Durant thing ended was that the Suns are looking for a power forward. And there was mm-hmm. a few that went by that the Suns maybe could have grabbed. I rather would have the chance to get KD and not lose anybody currently on our roster than to actually gain somebody and kind of miss out on KD and maybe giving up a, a Cameron Johnson for KD mm-hmm. if that was it, Cameron Johnson or Mikhail. 
Um, I would rather that happen. And now that it didn't happen, I don't think we missed out. And I think this even helps the Suns as a destination to other players too that want to come here because they know that if Kevin Durant wants to come here, I mean, he's a step below LeBron James. And James was even floated out there too to want to come here. So maybe it's not over. Maybe there's something that's going to happen because I just feel kind of weird that it's just like, nah, it's over. I mean, Bill Simmons called it the night before. And then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, yeah he said the sons are done. And then people are on Twitter like, ah, oh, we hate Bill Simmons, you know? Yeah. It's like, and then he was but right. In there, there. <laughs> yeah, but it was I, like, what, why is he, why are the sons done? Like, what's the reason? Like, well, because there's something you could throw out there. Well, probably no. because the next day, you know, maybe Bill Simmons is privy to, or maybe he's not, but he definitely runs in those circles and has the back channels, you know, and he knew probably a meeting or something along those lines was being set up to where all the parties that were involved in the Brooklyn Nets situation were sitting down and having a dinner. And again, the Suns have not offered anything that is relevant. And, and Bill Simmons was saying on today's podcast again, you know, he's just like, there was no team desperate enough to give up their entire fucking roster. <laughs> <laughs> for a 34-year-old Kevin Durant. That's what it comes down to. That's you know, pretty cool, the, You know, and, and it's what I was saying all summer. It's like, it just doesn't make sense to leverage your so many things in an effort to get Kevin Durant here. Why? So you can have the same situation here in Phoenix that you had in Brooklyn where you're so damn top-heavy that if anybody gets hurt on your roster, you lack the depth to be a, a team that can even hit 500. Because that's what happened to the, the Nets last year. You know, some Joe Harris gets fucking hurt. And the team can't win because they have no depth behind them. And then you got the whole Kyrie situation. And then, of course, James Harden's like, fuck this, I'm out because of the whole Kyrie situation. <laughs> you know, so why would the Suns put themselves in that position? And that was kind of the, the drum I was beating the entire, uh, the entire summer. And the other thing that I was saying this summer was I don't feel I, I feel like it hurts the Suns because, again, they're not pursuing pieces that necessarily could improve this roster because they're holding on to other pieces because they might be necessary in a Kevin Durant trade, a la a Cameron Payne, a Landry Shamit, uh, a Jay Crowder, some of those contracts that are easily easy to stack up on top of each other to move in an effort to bring a Kevin Durant here. So rather than try to trade any one of those assets and get somebody in return that can actually improve this roster for going into next season that doesn't involve Kevin Durant, they they negated that. That, that didn't happen for the Phoenix Suns. Now, that being said, you know, if you look at it from a free agent standpoint, there this wasn't a spectacular free agent class, right? Like Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton. Those were the four or the three highest paid players in free agency this offseason. So Bradley Beal uh, got, you know, a $251 million contract from Washington, Zach Levine, 215, and then DeAndre Ayton got 132. There's a $30 million difference between the next free agent signing and DeAndre Ayton. So, and the highest free agent signed uh, who didn't re-sign with his team, because all three of those guys, Beal, Levine, and Aiton, all re-signed with their team, the highest free agent deal. Do you know who it was this summer? No, who was it? We talked about a lot in the last podcast. It was Jalen Brunson. Like, so the Phoenix Suns weren't out there trying to, (laughs) you know, obviously if if we talk about the trade market, you know, that's a little bit different and, and the assets you could stack on top to maybe bring somebody in. But from a free agency standpoint, there just there wasn't a ton of great free agents out there that the Suns could necessarily try to to bring in, right? I mean, they 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 paid DA, they got that done. I think that that for the Suns has been the most important moment of this offseason. You know, but if you look at it from like, I don't know, like a a, a trade standpoint, right? Looking at the entire league and looking at um just all the trades that went on this this offseason right you know names that were traded uh 
not a lot of not a lot of big ones. You know, Malcolm Brogdon was was traded this offseason and and uh you know Ricky Rubio got traded back to Cleveland. I mean, it's just like there was nothing that was it wasn't huge. So this really was an offseason where to your point, James Jones in my per- personal opinion played this one perfectly. Didn't leak anything out, wasn't, you know, letting the media know, "Hey, Cam Johnson's on the block. We're trying to get rid of him for uh uh Kevin Durant." In fact, if anything, players like Mikael Bridges, players like Cameron Johnson, when they hear that the Phoenix Suns weren't willing to give up any of those assets for Kevin Durant, all that does is fortify their confidence in James Jones and the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he never lets anybody feel left out. And I feel like he gives a head, uh, he gives these guys kind of like a head start on what's going on, like, or a heads up, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Just basically saying, like, you know, this is what's going to happen and probably it might not happen, but here's just a heads up that, you know, your name's going to be thrown out there. And I mean, it makes sense. They're the guys that will would be traded for Kevin Durant. Even they would know that. And you have to go after the biggest name, like a Kevin Durant, right? Of course. We're talking about all these other free agents that maybe the Suns missed out on. Who knows? But like you said, the names out there aren't sexy enough. So you have to go after a Kevin Durant. You have to give it your all, which just means giving it, giving it your all is just putting things on pause, like just waiting it out to see if you can grab this guy. And your 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 roster is still there. The roster that I feel like a lot of GMs would kill to have. The Suns roster is great. And the way they ended last year sucked. But we know for sure this team has it in them to get over the hump, to get to a finals. And it can happen just because of the growth. So all GMs would kill for this roster. Plus, we went after Kevin Durant. And it didn't work out, which is, you know, just the Kobe S thing that's that happened with Kobe basically. Yes, same as that same thing. scenario. And this is probably even worse just because I feel like we had we really thought we had a chance with Durant. Because back with Kobe, I was like, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was gonna happen just because of the Lakers and Kobe and their connection. I mean, Kevin Durant didn't have that with the team. So mm-hmm. I really thought there was an opportunity there. But I mean, I'm glad the Suns they haven't really reached, they haven't strained themselves at all get this off season um, where they just kept it cool. You know, if they can get sticks, Jalen Smith back, that'd be awesome, but that's not going to happen. That's the only one thing that I want now is sticks <laughs> to come back. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this question before we close the book on Kevin Durant. Finally, uh, do you yes. feel that this is the end of the Kevin Durant saga or is it just on pause? Is this something around Ooh. trade deadline? We're going to have to start talking about again. And, you know, once Deandre Ayton has his, his contract is movable, it, are we going to start talking about it again, or is this just yeah. close the fucking book on it? Can you, yeah, well, can you imagine these guys, him, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons walking on the court to play a game together? I mean, that's going to be the beginning. I feel like once you start watching that and see how that unravels, because when from game one, are they are they um, are they able to play together? Basically, if they can't play together, and you already see some things on the floor, you hear some things, then it's back to the okay. Is Kevin Durant? Does he still want to go to Phoenix? How's Phoenix looking? Is DeAndre Ayton trying? You know, I mean, I know they can't trade him, but like there's always going to be things now. We're always going to be connected to KD until he makes up his mind to where he wants to go. Because obviously he doesn't want to be there because he knows that they can't win a championship, even with that roster looking so good. He doesn't feel it. So it's up to him really where he wants to go. Once that's settled, then it'll be over. But but, like. but but it's not though, because we just this whole summer just proved that. It's not up to him where he wants to go. He tried that this summer and he failed. He'll keep tweeting stuff out there. He'll keep putting <laughs> it is, out there. I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying that he wants to get to where he wants to go. Whether or not we hear anything or that, you know, this other team might be interested in trading for him. 
I just don't think he's happy. So if the superstar is still unhappy, there's always going to be a lot of story to go around it. I feel like this is true. This is true. Yeah. So it's on pause. It's not over. It is. That's what you're telling me. Exactly. Fair. Very fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, sunbursts are back, baby. Yeah. Again, I'm rocking some 93 Suns gear right here. The probably the shit, shittiest hat I own, but it's beautiful. <laughs> um, it's the same hat I wore when I was like in like 94. Um, I found it on eBay and not too long ago, and I rebought it. And I was just like, I got a bunch of pictures of me as a kid wearing this exact hat. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get that one back. And I wear it now. I'm like, fuck, this was an ugly hat, dude. It says <laughs> Phoenix Huge all the way across the front. And it's got the old star, uh, Sunburst logo. Uh, but we, we knew it was coming. We knew that you know it was the 30th year, 30th anniversary of the 92-93 Phoenix Suns squad. The squad that saw Charles Barkley come to the town of Phoenix and made it a city. The, the, the year that the... Phoenix Suns moved from the Madhouse on McDowell to America West Arena. The year in which the Phoenix Suns went to the NBA Finals and ultimately lost at the hands of John Paxson and the Chicago Bulls. So we knew it was coming, but still the Phoenix Suns dropped the video uh, fortifying that with DeAndre Ayton in the video. Uh, Matthew, did you see the video and what were your thoughts on it featuring DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, I liked the video. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was well done. I think that Aiton looked kind of happy in it. He was kind of goofy. He was kind of himself. So that was yes. nice to see. Um, it was just kind of weird because I it's kind of like the Kevin Durant thing. When it happened, I'm like, okay, you know, I maybe because we knew it was coming. And it's kind of just like those woes tweets during the NBA draft. You know who's gonna get drafted right before. So when it comes, it's like, yeah, it's fine. But I'm excited. I think they look really good, especially oh, on yeah. DeAndre. And I think he's going to pull it off the best. Yes. Um, that double deuce on there looking like Danny Ainge. Yeah. You got, I feel great. like that's the thing that sucks with Booker is the one just doesn't yeah, look good doesn't on a lot of good. jerseys. I would love to have a Booker sunburst jersey, but it, you're mm -hmm. right. It doesn't look good. Maybe the great old football what are, number. What are the ones that you like? The old, um, the, the ones one, from the 70s. Yeah. Well, if you remember a, a few seasons back, they wore a throwback, but it was it was the white sans serif uh, jerseys. So they didn't yes. wear the purple, yeah. you know, Those Wild West jerseys. Those would look good yeah. on Booker. This one, I don't think it's going to look good. Yeah, it's it's weird to see it now, like on today's human beings. You know, like it just because like I can't wait to cool see it in, in action, man. Like I'm, because, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, yeah, but also like everyone wears their stuff so little now, where the yeah. sun's gonna look so huge and wrapped around them. Like before, everything's just like baggy. So baggy and hang yeah. off. Now it's like these humans; they have everything so tiny, the little short shorts. Um, but it, I think it looks good. I think that um, I was just wondering because I think Da looks the best, but um, I want to see just the whole squad together in it because I think that's gonna be killer. Um, whenever they play that game and I want to see them play with against other throwbacks too, to see like if there's any other kind of nineties mix ups between the sun's throwbacks and like some other teams that might be out there. Yeah. I, cool? No, I agree. I think that'd be really, really cool. And I'm excited to see, you know, again, like you said, what the team looks like, what it looks like on the court. And I thought it was really cool that they had Deandre Ayton do it. Um, and the reason for that is because again, it's like, you know, this past year, has been nothing but, you know, the, the DA drama, if you will. And, you know, what's going to happen with DA and this, that, and the other. And, yeah, you know, and yeah. finally it got to the point where it was just like, you know, he, he's on the team now and he's ours for the next four years. And here he is embracing 
you know, this aspect of Phoenix Suns and the, the Phoenix Suns culture and things of that nature. And so I like seeing that. I like how the, the video they released it in was just dripping with nostalgia. Had NBA Jam, which obviously, you know, Suns Jam Session, we take uh, homage to that. So seeing that was really cool. You know, and I, I, I asked myself, if I was to spend money on one of these jerseys, who would I, who would I buy? Who would you buy? This is a good Cameron Johnson. This is a good Cameron Johnson. Yeah, it's a good a two, number three. to throw on there. The yeah. old Wayman Tisdale, 2-3. Yeah, That'd I think be- so. I mean, that's the next jersey I want to get. But I was going to ask you, too, is it weird to buy? Because they're only wearing them for a year. And usually, like, if someone has, like, say, like, they had Booker on this jersey the year before. Mm-hmm. Like, is are you allowed to wear that? Because they 100%. weren't playing during that era? So you can have any any teammate or oh, any yeah. Suns player on any jersey, right? Oh, yeah. I have a, a Phoenix Suns Wild West jersey of Steve Nash. Okay. And he didn't play in that era. They didn't wear him one season, though? Or no? They had him as an alternate one season. Just Did like they? Booker's okay. going to have it as an alternate this season. So it's okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm a, I'll allow it. Okay. You know, um, and, and, and but here's sure. one thing I was thinking about today, and this is this is one of those things that makes Devin Booker really, really cool for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, think of the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of Phoenix Suns basketball players. Right? Who, who's on that for you? Just, just real quickly, give me a couple. Oh, Charles guys. Barkley, Steve Nash. All right, all right, yeah, perfect. All right, all right, all right, perfect. So Charles Barkley. In the time that Charles Barkley played here, how many different iterations of Phoenix Suns jerseys did he wear? Just the one, right? I, I think right? he, I, I think he did wear wear the Wild West. I think they still had that because I've seen oh, a couple okay. pictures of him wearing the thirty two in the Wild West. But he had that, and he had the Starburst or the Sunburst, right? Steve Nash. Yeah. Okay, Steve Nash started as a rookie with the Sunburst, and then he went into that one era with the orange jersey and the you know probably the ugliest era ever, right? The, oh, the seven seconds or nasty. Left. Okay, yeah. but he wasn't around when they changed jerseys, right? Think of Devin Booker. Devin Booker came here. You know what I'm saying? Like Devin Booker has been here for so many different iterations of the jerseys. He's been here for all the throwbacks and tributes. So you can pretty much have almost every jersey that De- that the Phoenix Suns have donned. And you can find a Devin Booker version of it because they've had it as an alternate during one time. Uh, he's obviously played here during an era where they've had the most different jersey changes. They have a different city edition jersey every uh, every uh, year. They have different um alternates and and i think that that's just kind of another cool aspect of dev bookers now we get to see him in the su- the sunburst it's the one thing you know even like i mentioned earlier he's worn the throwback the the old 60s and 70s throwback he just wore only the home jersey because that was the only thing that was made available when they did that alternate but we're going to see him in the sunburst and i just think that's really cool yeah no it is um i hope I hope we kind of just stick with something going forward, but I feel like the NBA just mixes and matches. So oh, they're going to, sense. they're going to, yeah, it's going to be endless. And you know what? I mean, these jerseys are a lot better than uh, the Cardinals got out there, dude. All we have to I, do is see Devin Booker in, in, in like a Steve Nash, like the purple with the gray on the side. Can't wait for those throwbacks. <laughs> oh, that'll never happen. Those and just so back. everybody knows, you know, if you're interested, and, and I don't know how many people are truly interested in this kind of thing. This is one of those things where it's just like, um, I'm kind of a nerd. I, you, you know me, Matthew. I'm, I'm somebody who I know you. You, you do you know me? I know okay, you. you know me. So, I, I kind of like to do the graphic design thing. So, I obviously for all of our uh, podcasts, I design all of the podcast art. And one thing that we're going to do this season um, is we're going to have obviously. Uh, podcast art for our youtube page and it'll look something like this right so 
you know, again, if you're listening, go to the YouTube channel and you can see I got the Suns logo. I got the Dallas Mavericks logo, and this is what it'll look like. But every time we wear those retro jerseys, we're going to switch it up a little bit, you know, and we're going to throw that old logo on there just because. Yeah. See, welcome to the pod. That's how we roll. Watch you, man. (laughs) So it's going to be fun. But I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. That's my childhood right there. So I eat that shit up with the fucking. All right. Maybe we can just have it every game, huh? Yeah. How many times are they going to wear this jersey? Do you know? I don't know. I think they just they do it as they go. They start I, winning. They're like, "Hey, let's wear my." No, they, they have a jersey schedule. And like Suns Uni Tracker on Twitter does a great job of like putting that information out there. They have it planned out before the season begins. Okay, cool. So no so, orange Fridays. Those are done with. Think, I think we went zero for Fridays. sixteen last. Yeah, I think so. We cannot win on a fucking Friday. <laughs> All right, we're we're about thirty minutes into the pod. So what we're gonna do All now right. is we're gonna start previewing the Central Division of the Eastern Conference. And again, you know, this is something that we're gonna be doing. Uh, until basketball leads up, we're just previewing every conference. It's a good opportunity to, you know, one, break down the rosters of the opposition, and two, just kind of know, like, oh, shit, so-and-so's on this team now. Now you know, and you only get that content by going to basketballreference.com or listening to the Suns Jam Session podcast. So what we did beforehand, uh, we put a tweet out, and we just asked the Jamsters, like, hey, who do you think is going to win the the Central Division? Now, the Central Division consists of the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, not surprised. Matthew, just real quick, who do you think is going to win the division? Chicago Bulls. All right. Chicago Bulls. All right. So 5.1% of the Jamsters agree with Matthew. 5.1. Uh, <laughs> 7.7% say the Cleveland Cavaliers. 2.6% say that it's going to be the Indiana Pacers or the Detroit Pistons and a whopping 84.6% say it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's kind of where, where the Jamsters are looking. Um, if you go on to DraftKings uh, and you look at the divisions, uh, I'll look it up later as I'm talking, cause I'm trying to talk it out right now and I can't find up. Oh, there's the NBA. We'll go to futures there and then we'll pop over to the division winners. And if you go to the Central Division, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are a negative 450. So you'd have to bet $450 to win a buck. The Chicago Bulls are plus 450. Cleveland Cavaliers are plus 700. The Detroit Pistons are plus 20,000. Yeah. And the Indiana Pacers are plus (laughs) 30,000. Holy shit. So let's get into some of these rosters, huh? Let's yeah, do let's it. All it. right. So let's start. We'll start with the Indiana Pacers because they were so behind there. Indiana Pacers uh, taking a look at what they've done this season. A lo- lot of movement on this team. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns had a transaction with them. They got Dwayne Washington Jr. from the from the Indiana Pacers. We gave them cash money. Uh, but outside of that, if you look at what the Pacers added to their roster via free agency, uh, the answer is none. They didn't add anybody via free agency. They gained Daniel Tice and Aaron Nesmith from Boston in a trade for Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, in the in the NBA draft, they had the sixth overall pick. They took Ben Matherin from the University of Arizona. They had the 31st pick. They took Andrew Nembard, and then they took Hugo Besson with the 60th pick. They lost, again, Malcolm Brogdon, Ricky Rubio, who was a free agent and signed back with Cleveland. They lost TJ Warren, who's now playing with Brooklyn. They lost Kendall Brown to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
And again, Dwayne Washington Jr. is with the Phoenix Suns. And they still have free agents on their roster. Some of these guys came over in the trade from Boston. Uh, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Lance Stevenson, Nate Hinton, and Gabe York have all not re-signed with the team. So if you look at their projected starting five, their point guard, Tyrese Halliburton, shooting guard will be Chris Duarte, small forward, Buddy Heald, power forward, Jalen Smith, and the center, Miles Turner. Pacers, there you go. That is a plus 30,000 favorite to win the division. They are, they're ahead of OKC, I would say. Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder, right? I mean, well, yeah, they have a few names on the roster. What's what his face is going to have like foot surgery, right? Who's having foot surgery? What's his nugget? The guy who got hurt. Uh, second overall pick. Oh, my God. They, they said uh, they fear it might be foot surgery. What's oh his name? Chet Holgram. Oh, Chet, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about for the Pacers. No, 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 okay. no, no. Wow. That's yeah, why yeah, I because Pacers I was watching are ahead of OKC. Oh, my goodness. You know, know what? Right? That, is, that is such bad news. <laughs> he wasn't even doing anything either. He <laughs> seriously, know. like, he did, uh, he, like, turned around for a second, did, like, a little bit of a spin a rooney on the floor, and he <laughs> was out. No one touched <laughs> him. I feel bad. Welcome to the NBA, Chet. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. To, it's not even a game that counts either. That's I what know. sucks. It was the first minute. Wow, that's terrible. Um, but I mean, I like <laughs> so looking at this team, man. I mean, it's it can be fun, but then also you see a lot of pieces. I I think Buddy Hill's like the biggest contract on there on it the is, roster right is. now that's still tradable, I guess. It would be in a situation I feel like down the road where a team like the Lakers could have had him last year, but I feel like a team that's competing will probably trade for like a Buddy Hield. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's the only person, the only player on this team that you can build around, right? There's I nothing guess. else really right now, but um, they just made a lot of they lost Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren, which I thought were you know good pieces, but when you don't have like star caliber players on your team, it's not going to work with those two. So I don't know, man. I just thought the Pacers two years ago really had something going, it seemed like, and now mm-hmm. it's just like all of a sudden they're at the bottom of the rankings. It's interesting because this is a team, obviously, that's name was tied to DeAndre Ayton, who had cleared a ton of cap space in an effort to bring him in there because they were thinking, you know what, Tyrese Halliburton, DeAndre Ayton, that's what we'll build around. And again, you know, for those of you who knew what happened, they provided him a maximum offer sheet. The Suns matched it within 30 seconds, and that was that. And they were just kind of stuck, you know, um, what do we do now? Because you're right. You look at their roster. Buddy Heald is the highest played player or played paid player, uh, $21.1 million. Miles Turner's 18. And then everybody else on their roster is under $10 million in roster in contracts. I mean, they are $56 million underneath the NBA luxury tax. So this is a team that's clearly just punting on this season going, you know what? Like you said, Matthew, Tyrese Halliburton's the guy. So what we're going to do is we're just going to ride this season out, garner more draft capital, and then make a decision from there and try to build, you know, give him that proper playing mate and build this roster out appropriately uh, because they took a couple swings. You know, these past few years, they've taken some swings. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon. You know, they, they, they had Karis LeVert. You know, they've done some things where they've tried to, to put together a winning squad. It just hasn't worked. So they're punting and, and, and hitting the reset button, but man, Whew, that's gonna be uh that, that's gonna be a rough watch them Indiana yeah. this year. Always a fun team to root for, of course, uh, with sticks there, but it looks like we have some 
Breaking news. Breaking news? Yes, Pat Beverly is going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, as Sonia says in the chat, if I, as if I didn't hate the Lakers enough, man, we got to whoop them fakers every single time. <laughs> Pat Bev is joining LeBron James. Holy shit. You know what? Great. It's actually the best signing they've had in a while, I feel it's, like. I feel like they need a Pat I Bev on that to, team. I can't wait to preview that. Can you team. believe that? Oh, oh. it's going to be way worse than. Oh, it's going to be nuts. Fucking Lakers, that team man. Now. Fucking Lakers. It's just gonna be annoying. Got Kevin Pat Durant now. He's just in the, yeah. <laughs> Damn. What do what do we need to be, Pat Bev? Yeah, nah, yeah man. Exactly. That guy. Oh, he's just he's just annoying. I just I hate people yeah. who play his brand of basketball because it's dangerous. People can get hurt when you're being an asshole, flopping around. True. You know, doing dumb shit out there. And that's what he does is dumb shit. You know, Blake Griffin annoys me because he flops around. Uh, but he's not dangerous like Patrick Beverly is. So no, no, no. Beverly's Yay. he's so close to really taking somebody out. I mean, he's he is. I'm pretty sure he's done it a few times. Sure I do. still think he had butted Booker on purpose in that one series. I so. completely think he did. He Last just went year. for the ball and just put his head down right yeah, into it. And well, he broke his he nose. He's, he's just like, doing, dude. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. All right, sorry um, to derail the part. The podcast, whew, man. Sorry. Live right here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the thumbs up button while you're here. Uh, who do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about the Bulls? Let's talk about the Bulls. Let's talk My about Bulls. the doubles. <laughs> the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bulls. So the roster changes that they made this offseason via free agency. They added Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic from the Brooklyn Nets. So both are now going to be wearing the red and black of the Chicago Bulls. They didn't trade for anybody. Uh, they did get a decent pick in the NBA draft. Their 18th overall pick, uh, Dalen Terry. I believe he's from U of A as well. They lost Troy Brown Jr. to the Los Angeles Lakers via free agency, and they still have Matt Thomas, Tristan Thompson, Malcolm Hill, and Tyler Cook as free agents from the roster the year before. So this is a team who's still, you know, not not a lot of uh, roster, you know, rehaul here. They got Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikolai Vucevic as their starting five. Which makes sense, doesn't it, Matthew? This is a team that came out pretty red hot last year. Injuries started to hamper them, and ultimately they faded to the back of the pack. This is a team that I think believes in their roster and says, you know what? We If we stay healthy, we're a force to be reckoned with in the East. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think they're a really good regular season team. They don't seem like a team that's very threatening, though. Like, I'm not... They're not very like when the Suns would go over to the East to play the East. I feel like a lot of the teams in the East that were the better teams. I remember when they played the Bulls and they thought, you know, the Bulls might have a chance against the Suns late in the year. Suns just killed them. That's the way it was. This team doesn't seem threatening, but they have an opportunity to post one of the better records in the season. That's why I'm choosing them to win the division, wow. not based on like I think they're the best team out of the East or out of that division. I think Milwaukee, of course, is. But they have the depth, and the only thing is, is like Lonzo Ball injured going into this year. He might miss some of next season leading into the year. Um, so that's going to be detrimental. I think they need him for sure to get off to a good start, but to stay healthy too because players like DeMar DeRozan, that he can't carry the team by himself. Black Zach Levine can't either. Zach Levine is a guy that they can compare to, I guess, Devin Booker, not in the same as the same game, but just comparison on the same level as a player. It's just a lot of players that need help. And I think Lonzo can help those players get through the season and post 54, 55 wins this season. It can it can be the number one seed in that division. You know, when I look at this team, because 
from a depth standpoint, adding the veteran leadership that Goran Dragic brings to a team, adding the size, I want to say leadership, but adding the size that Andre Drummond brings to the team, knowing that you have Alex Caruso coming off the bench, Kobe White coming off the bench, uh, Derek Jones Jr., who can jump out of the gym coming off the bench. Uh, you do have Dalen Terry, who's the point guard, uh, again, drafted on the rookie scale contract. You know, this is a team that I feel is going to, what, what they're searching for is organic chemistry, right? It's a team that, to your point, Matthew, the, no one on that team can carry it, but collectively they can win games. They're going to beat you. Their goal is defense. They're focusing on defense. They're hoping that their health stays together long enough to, to drive some consistency in the offense. And they're, they're, they're thinking, you know what? We had a really good start to last season. We started to develop chemistry, which is one of the most underrated aspects in professional basketball is chemistry. You can't just put a bunch of big names together and expect them to win all the time, right? You know, you look at the Warriors. It's chemistry won the finals last year, right? You know, you look at the year before, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns, both of them have were very high chemistry teams. You know, it's these, these super teams don't necessarily work. So I see what the Chicago Bulls vision is, is they're going to, you know what, we're just going to focus on our, on developing our chemistry, uh, both on offense and defense. And if health is plays in our favor, you know, we're going to have a, a solid season. The additions of Andre Drummond, the additions of Goran Dragic, I think, again, assist in fortifying their roster depth. And if any injuries occur, you know that you're going to have you know, if Lonzo Ball goes out, you got to play Kobe White. Well, no, now you got Goran Dragic. You got a guy who can definitely guide a team and has a history of doing so, you know, until Lonzo Ball gets back and things of that nature. So I can see why they're plus 450 on FanDuel or on and DraftKings. And I can see why you have some faith in them, uh, especially when they're playing against other teams in the division, like the Detroit Pistons, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, the, the plus 20,000 to win Detroit Pistons. Here's what they got going on, all right? They added via free agency the man with seven foreheads, Kevin Knox from Atlanta. They added Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, Jalen Duran, and Kemba Walker, all from the Knicks. If you recall, that was the the haul that they they sent over uh, somebody. I don't even remember who the Knicks. Who, let, me, let me click on the Knicks real quick, and I'll remember. Who did they get? It was just a bunch of draft picks, I think, is all the, the Knicks got from the Pistons in that deal. Must have been some money. Uh, the, the big addition for the Pistons is they drafted with the fifth overall pick, Jaden Ivey. That's the one that everybody's going crazy about. They didn't think that he dropped down to the fifth pick. The Sacramento Kings had the fourth pick. But why would they need another guard? That's all they draft, so they passed on <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, And probably one of the most talented guys they had a shot at, and they, they passed on him. Uh, and then Ismail Kamagate, the 46th overall pick as well. Uh, they lost Jeremy Grant to Portland as well as Israel Kamagate, who they traded to Portland in uh, the Jeremy Grant trade. Free agents, Frank Jackson. Remember Luca Garza? You know what? No, I do not. You don't? He's the guy from Iowa no. who we did some draft prep on a few years ago. Uh, he's a free agent. Carson Edwards and Jamorco Pickett. So they're projected starting five. A young team here. Uh, Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Marvin Bagley, Nerlens Noel. Thoughts on the Pistons, Matthew? Well, there's a name right there, Marvin Bagley, huh? I mean, could this be the year he can come back and... And the answer you know, is no. <laughs> not come back from anything, actually. He never really started much. Just, but could uh, he, just, just could keep he his be fingers something? healthy. 
It's yeah, always it's, his fucking fingers. That front or that backcourt, man, that's gonna be fun. That's Kate gonna be fun to watch. Jaden Ivy. I think that kid, he he has a chance, depending on the course how the other rookies play, especially the number one pick. Well, now that number two pick Chet's out. Jaden, he might have a chance to win rookie of the year. I just I feel like this guy. I think you're right. Of course, on the Pistons, you're gonna get a lot of a lot of teams that just won't care to come play you. They're just gonna, you know, come in there, whoop you by 10 or 15, but you'll have a lot of time, Jaden will, on the floor to really work things out with Kate Cunningham. And I just think he's fun, dude. He's athletic. He's just like it seems like a step below of like what a um um, I wouldn't want to say Russell Westbrook, but maybe just um, a step below, maybe I guess a step below Russell Westbrook in a way. Um, he just seems fun to watch, dude. A lot of juice yeah. there and a lot of a lot of athleticism. So it's going to be fun. I mean, there's not really much to look forward to this season. I mean, I guess you can just say like they're they're losing probably the season to get that number one pick next year for Victor. Is it Wamba Lamba Ding? Is it Wamba Yama? Yeah, Wamba Yama, the French kid. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they're going to be playing for that, but a lot of opportunity for Jaden. You know, do you think that the Detroit Pistons will be like a team that's in the running for Wabandangandanga? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I totally. Yeah, and I think so. (laughs) I'm. Look at how miserable I am. Just look at you. Won't even believe the hot. You won't believe the hot flashes that go through my body when that happens. Just the hot flashes, dude. All the way down to my fingertips. Oh man, sorry. I just I wait. What, what was the question again? It doesn't matter. Oh, That's... It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so I was looking at it. So essentially, this is what the Pistons did. Okay, they gave up Nikolai Radovic, a point guard, um, and a 2025 second round pick to get Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, and a 2023 second round pick. Um, as well as a 2024 second round pick. And then they also traded Kemba Walker and Jalen Duran for a first round pick. And then they traded Jeremy Grant for a first round pick and two second round picks. So if you look at what they're doing, essentially they are loading up on pick assets. Because uh, again, they're a team that when they look at their division, they're like, you know what? This isn't going to be the year, but we have some really talented young players. So we're just going to let them play. We're going to let them develop. And whatever happens, happens. And generally what happens is those guys come out there. They put up some great offensive numbers. They don't know how to play defense. And they you know, they, they put up some great stat lines. And it's fun to watch. And then they ultimately lose. So the Detroit Pistons, you know, they, they are who we think they are. They're the Detroit Pistons. I think that we can just leave it at that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're if they're thinking about going for the number one pick, I don't think they'll get it because just because they had Cade already. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the league plays it to the next You're team right. up, and You're right. they already got their one. So I think they're gonna miss out. It's just I don't know. I think they already got two really good young dudes, and then Bagley. Bagley. Who knows? He's there. Maybe something there. We don't know. Well, I'll tell you a team that is excited, and I'm excited to watch this season. That's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, uh, They added via free agency Ricky Rubio, uh, who they traded midseason to the Indiana Pacers, and he's coming right back. They got Robin Lopez from the Orlando Magic. So, obviously, there's some Phoenix Suns ties to the Cleveland Cavaliers with Ricky Rubio and uh, Robin Lopez. And then they got Raul Neto from the Washington Wizards. And we... I don't know if you remember that guy. I definitely do going all the way back to the bubble. He's just kind of a pesky, kind of a like a Compasso kind of guy. So added those three players. Uh, they didn't add anybody via trade. 
they did have four picks in the draft, and they took uh, Ochai Abaji with the 14th overall pick, Khalifa Diop with the 39th overall pick, Isaiah Mobley, um, who's what Evan Mobley's brother from who went to USC with the 49th pick, and Luke Travers with the 58th pick. Uh, they lost Matthew Dellavedova to the Kings and Moses Brown to the Clippers. And they still have uh, Colin Sexton is out there as a restricted free agent. It's going to be really interesting to see Colin Sexton this year. That's one of those things. Keep an eye on this season because, again, he's a restricted free agent. Obviously, Darren Gar- Darius Garland is the guy there. So they're going to stick with Darius. And it'll be interesting to see if they try to get a haul from somebody for Colin Sexton and how that plays out. Uh, other free agents who yet to sign with the team, Ed Davis and Brandon Goodwin. They're projected starting five currently right now. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, and Robin Lopez. Thoughts on this team, man? Wait, so Jared Allen, where's is he going to be? Oh, is he in there? Yeah, he should be the starter. I put that oh, okay. in wrong. No, it's okay. Maybe they'll start Robin Lopez the first game, just get warmed up a little bit. You never know. Yeah, yeah I, I said the, pro- <laughs> the projected starting five is like my projected starting five. And clearly, oh, okay. I forgot. Yeah, Los Suns in the chat. Why is Lopez starting? Um, because I want him to start. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan. Dude, so a fan. <laughs> this team will basically feed off. I feel like of whatever Karis Levert, and I feel like even Laurie Marketing. Dude, the last 15 games of last year, he started like to show up to kind of be like the guy that I think people were looking forward to seeing. Like he was like, uh, so the last 15 games, he actually averaged 17 and six, 17.6 rebounds. It was shooting 40 percent from beyond the arc. So I feel like that was always kind of the way we expected Laurie to turn out. And like now it's like, okay, can he continue to do that? Karis, of course, had his uh, health issues early on uh, a couple years ago. Last year, it kind of seemed like he was getting back into the groove. Now it's like, can those two kind of blossom into what we thought they were? Because I feel like Karis and Laurie can really offer a team a lot. And, you know, if they do that, I mean, this team's going to be awesome. I'm not going to say they're going to win the division, but they're going to win, I feel like, a lot of games. And like you said, Colin Sexton, like how many how many weeks has it gone by since we last heard about you know, players not wanting to play with them. It's only been like a week, right? I feel like every week there's yeah. something released where it's like, no one wants to play with this dude. So yeah, like watch that guy's name to be traded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel 100%. like this team has, has a lot there. They're going to be fun. They're going to be like the next uh, the team to watch. I think last year they were that team. A lot mm-hmm. of people like to watch them, but this year even more so. Well, and they got hurt last year. And, and Blaze Megatron asks in the chat, he says, is Garland really that good? And you know, Darius Garland is one of those guys who've kind of been anointed by the players in the league who when they when you ask them, like, who's the next guy? Much akin to how Kevin Durant once said it about Devin Booker. They're like, keep an eye on Devin Booker. This guy gets it. Darius Garland is kind of that guy for NBA players. They really like his game. They see what he does, the way that he attacks, the way that he controls the game and the way that he can score. And they're like, you know what? Uh, this is kind of our guy and that being said you know obviously with uh colin sexton kind of having some of those locker room issues things of that nature injury history as well he doesn't necessarily garner the same respect not only from his teammates but from his peers in the nba uh what i love about this team and the reason they're you know like you mentioned laurie marketing he embraced his role he started coming off the bench last year and in doing so he was very productive kevin love all of a sudden started embracing his role and was playing well uh, you have Isaac Okoro coming off the bench for this team. So that right there, you know, that's a, that's a, a top eight. That's just a really good, solid team. 
you know, uh, let's see who else is on this. Um, yeah, Jared Allen. How did I miss that? Uh, CD Osmond. That's another guy. Remember that guy? He's like their, their three point specialist. Remember him hitting a bunch of three pointers against the sun. So this is a team that when you look at the roster, the talents there, the athleticism's there, uh, they might not necessarily have a great defensive presence, but that being said, Evan, Mo- uh, Evan Mobley could be a freak on the interior, you know, and he's playing the four, not the five, which is great. They're not forcing him to play out of position. So it's a team that I feel has nothing but upside uh, for them. Oh, you know what? One thing I haven't been doing this whole time is, is been bringing up uh, wins by each um, by each team. So say some things and I'll find this. Move this team to Vegas. There you go. I'm just kidding. The actual fan base <laughs> in Cleveland is pretty Vegas. good. No, I'm just looking for teams to move to Vegas. I know Bill Simmons brought it up again, but I've been thinking about it too for a while. It's like, what team is going to move to Vegas? Is it going to be a new team or one of these teams? Is it going to be... No, Cavaliers, I don't think would ever move. I think they'll be in Cleveland for a while. Good fan base there, I guess. No, and LeBron's sure. still alive. No, so. yeah, they're never going yeah. anywhere. They're over-under. If you were to guess, they're over-under on total wins on the season. What do you think it is? Um, So going into this year? Yeah. For... No, no, three seasons from now. Going yeah, into this next season. year. <laughs> Let's see. 35 and a half. Wow. You think they're they're projected to be that far under 500? Yeah. It's because wow. of the caps, right? What are they? Yeah. What are they at? 43? 42 and a half. Oh, okay. 42 and a half is the projected win total. Would you take the over or the under on that? Yeah, I'll go 43. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good call. What are right, so Why not? Why, why not? not? That should be yeah. their slogan. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> who, who, who has that slogan? Doesn't there some team that has why not us? I don't know. Oh. That's funny. Like, <laughs> like, sure, why not? Why, yeah, why not? Us, huh? We guess so. <laughs> um, Indiana Pacers, what do you think their overall win total will be this year? Uh, let's go 15. 15. Okay, that's uh, if, if it's 15, I'm taking the over because that's that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. It's 24 and a half. Chicago so, yeah, Bulls, what do you think? Uh, 49. It's 43 and a half. Okay. They they got them winning one more game. Vegas has them winning one more game than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Detroit Pistons. Uh 25. 28.5. Mm. There you go. All right, we're going to talk about the last team in the division, uh the Milwaukee Bucks, okay? Yeah. Again, this is the team that the majority of the Jamsters believe would win this division. If you are looking on DraftKings and you're trying to figure out, hmm, should I bet the over or the under relative to their total wins this season? Uh, Matthew, what do you think their total wins are going to be? And I'll tell you if it's the over or the under. 49. Four, 49? Um, yeah. I, can't, I can't find it anywhere, so go figure. I did all that buildup, and <laughs> I'm looking everywhere. And Oh, no, 52 and a half. Okay. 52 and a half wins. So they Vegas clearly has them winning the division via free agency. They added Joe Ingles from Portland who got traded from Utah mid season last year. They didn't add anybody via trade. They did have the 24th overall pick where they put, they picked Marjon Beauchamp, Beauchamp, whatever they lost nobody. And they have free agents of Javante smart and Jordan Noara. So projected starting five drew holiday, Grayson Allen, I put OJ. I didn't make the graphic right. It says OJ Ananobi. That should be uh, somebody else. Um, Giannis, <laughs> I was going to say, man. Brooke Lopez. You know what? I work <laughs> nice. hard on these graphics. Sometimes you just fuck things up. I, you think, know? You, I think you like to do that. 
But so I'm just gonna take the graphic up where everyone's like, hold on, what's OG Abinobi doing there? <laughs> but again, so you look at this team, right? And and here's what I thought when I looked at this team. This team reminds me very much of the Phoenix Suns in that yeah. there wasn't a lot of roster change. You know why? Because what they have is working. So why would you overhaul the roster and, and make all these moves if what you have is working? The Phoenix Suns probably had to make one too many moves because they didn't want to keep or they were waiting too long on DeAndre Ayton, so they lost to Vail McGee. Right. So they brought in Jock Landau. Good call. Okay. Picked up a couple two-way contracts. You know, no, nothing crazy. Much akin to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks really didn't do a ton. They just kind of say, you know what? We're a team that was very close to beating the Boston Celtics and could have won the NBA Finals. You know, had uh, Chris Middleton not got hurt, we'd be fine. And that's the only reason I put Grayson Allen in there is because I don't know if Chris Middleton will be available at the beginning of the season due to injury. Uh, but when he's healthy and this team's back, it's a dangerous team, man. There's a reason why they're projected to win this division. Yeah, it must be nice to have an injury and then you just don't play. And then that's the reason you lost a series, you know, instead of like the Suns, like being injured and just playing through it and never saying anything. Cause I'm pretty sure they were injured. So that's a good way to get out of the season last season, right? You already won your championship, which you probably shouldn't have won, right? Just kidding. Motherfuckers. No, well-deserved championship. So they have a leeway Stop of five that. years. Keep this team together. I love it how you brought up the Suns. They're exactly the same kind of team. Um, you know, it's uh, sorry, I don't know why I was thinking about Zeke. Yeah, if he's fucking hurt, why is Ezekiel Elliott play, <laughs> playing in a playoff game when he's hurt? But um Are you, you must have, you must have fantasy basketball or fantasy dude. football on the mind. No, yeah, I, I do definitely, but um I was just thinking like the way that the 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 way that you're gonna go into next year as a Bucks fan. It's actually pretty exciting. Well, you have Middleton. He's going to be hurt, obviously, to start of the season. Mm-hmm. You can just chill. You can chill, I feel like, and then come back. That's why I feel like they're not going to win the division. I feel like they're just one of those teams now, and I think the Suns get it too, where you just end up in the playoffs wherever, and you know you can do some damage because you have Giannis. No more MVP chasing. I mean, put up yep. the stats. Yeah. But just we know win, how much maybe. you need Middleton now, so that's going to hurt you a little bit. Um, so it's it's an interesting season for them, man. I just That's why I said like low, like 49 wins. Like I just don't see a whole lot of care to the season this year. Yeah. Or maybe you just don't care about the season. Maybe they do. I don't know. The okay. Zeke rant, I just heard it on the Bill Simmons today that he was hurt after game four last year. Why did you fucking play him then? Play Pollard. He's not hurt. I know. Right? You're so no, fucking man. stupid. Because no, Jerry Jones wants him to play. That's why. Because Jerry Jones is an idiot. That's why. Okay. Real quick, I'll wrap this up, and then we'll talk about oh, yeah. football. All right, so we talked about in the last podcast, the Atlantic division. We talked about how that that's a tough division. You can see three different teams winning that, right? And those are probably the top three teams. It Probably three of the top four teams uh, in the entire Eastern Conference, if you say Milwaukee's one of those teams or Miami's one of those teams. Uh, as Blaze Megatron says in the chat, he goes, Central Division's pretty ass. If not for the Bucks, they may as well play in the G League. And, you know, you could probably look at the Central Division and go, you know what, this is like the G League. This is where everyone's just going to be trying. And that, that's why I think Milwaukee is going to win a bunch of games because they're playing against shit teams. They're playing – they got they get to play the Chicago Bulls four times, and that's the best competition in the division. They get Indiana four times, uh, the Detroit Pistons four times, and, you know, Cleveland could win one or two of the four times. So, I mean, I just – I think that Milwaukee's – cruising to win this division but again it ultimately matters on seating so there you go jamsters the central division uh 
And then for the last couple of minutes here, we'll just, you know, I know it's a, I know it's a, a, a son's basketball podcast, but Matthew, you excited for all the fantasy football drafts that are coming up this weekend? Do you yeah, have your draft I, strategy in place? I do not. I do not. But oh. you know what? I mean, it took me, I think when we did baseball, I only took a day to really dive in and I'm doing pretty good in baseball. So I might do the same. I know baseball is different. It's a different animal. This is true. Um, just because the waiver wire is so much. Well, now that we have, what's the new rule? It's the auction or no. What Fab. Is it? Fab, we're not doing Fab. Lou's not doing Fab. I, I've, ta- oh, I've tried to talk about. I'm, I, I texted him the other day. I go, "Hey man, so are we doing Fab or not?" And like I asked, you know, free agent bu- budget for fantasy football. I think it's the way to play fantasy football. You know, so if I've got Aaron Jones in the first week and I win, I don't have an end, but he gets injured, I don't have a shot at AJ Dillon Fuck. because I won a game. It's fucking stupid. I should be able to spend my whole goddamn dude. budget if I want to. And he's like, "Oh, we'll do it next year." I'm like, "Dude, like everybody said they wanted to do it, except for like." So I'm gonna see him this weekend. And I'm gonna try to talk. Yeah, to it. you got to. That's the one thing that's really cool. I mean, I mean, yeah. he, honestly, he doesn't have the super flex or the flex leagues. Yeah. You have to do the kicker and the defense, which already yeah. kind of stinks. But I'll deal with it. I like it, kind of. But the fab thing was gonna be interesting. So, yeah, I'm gonna to try. I, I'm playing in a golf tournament on uh, Saturday morning, and he's there. Oh, so. very cool, man. Yeah, okay, so I'll be like, come on, man. I'm gonna work on him for 18 holes, dude. We have that. We have to have a free agency budget, Lou. We have to have a free it's the only way to budget. do it now. It's the only way yeah. to do it. See, I'm going to snip that part right there. And I'm going to, I'm going to text him it once we're done here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got my draft strategy dialed in. The beautiful thing is, you know, we're in what four leagues together. Uh, and two of them, I have Jonathan Taylor as my keeper. So <laughs> I got that. Guy, yeah. Which <laughs> is like, nice. <laughs> so like I got the number the, one. Everyone's yeah, I got the number one pick. So he'll be injured yeah. in week two. So He's anything else you want to throw out there, Matthew, before we get out of here? You know what? I think I'm actually good. John, I've had a good night tonight. So good. Um, very excited to know, talk about I'm this. Excited. Stuff I, mean, I mean, I know there's only two more months till basketball, but let's get ready for some football. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, reminder, Jamster, subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that that thumbs up button down below. Caress it softly if you like. I don't give a shit. Uh, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, just rate us five stars. We appreciate it. Uh, leave your comments. Leave your if you're watching this later, throw some comments in there. We appreciate it as well. Uh, you can follow me at Darth Void on Twitter. You can follow Matthew at Matthew Lewis. and at Suns Jam for Twitter. Until next Wednesday, Jamsters, have fun with your fantasy football drafts. Take Zeke. I dare you. Yeah, go home and uh, rank your family. Rank them. Yeah, I like it. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.